Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Court Today replay on C103. As we welcome you along to Monday's edition of Cork Today, John Paul, taking your calls at 1850 Now the lines, as they were last week, extremely busy. So bear with us if we're doing, John Paul's doing his best to get to all of the calls, but you can text or WhatsApp us at 0862103103. And if there's something you want to call us back on, if you even send us a text saying you're looking for a call back, we'll get, John Paul will get back to you when the phone lines are a little bit quieter. But I'm just struck listening to Barry reading out the death notices um, God did we ever see uh, could we ever foresee a time in this country where we'd be reading out death notices telling people not to attend and in the interest of uh, safety and HSC guidelines funerals are private and just the family members will be attending and there'll be a mass later on it's just I so feel for family members because, you know, losing a loved one and going through a bereavement is a difficult enough time. And we are always great as communities to rally around families when they're suffering a loss like that. And that those few days around the, you know, following the death and around the funeral, you know, communities are just fantastic. And people will always talk about, I don't know how I would have gotten through those few days if it wasn't for my neighbours and friends and people calling and, and people helping us out. And suddenly to think those families are going to be almost on their own, just trying to support each other. It's just... It's it's unprecedented times uh, in which we live. I just really found that upsetting uh, listening to that today. So we're thinking of people who are going through funerals. It's a tough time, but as the the Bishop of uh, Limerick said, he was uh, was at a mass uh, yesterday. Uh, he was making the point that it would be actually reckless of people to attend funerals unless they are uh, immediate relatives and very very close friends. You know, and he's saying phone calls, texts, and social media can be used to convey support to people at what is difficult and really really extraordinary times uh, in uh, which we're living. And thousands of our God, I'm starting the programme upset. I'm going to be heat by the end of this. Um, thousands of our Irish citizens, of course, are now stranded abroad in uh, Spain. Um, COVID-19 really, really getting a, taking hold across all of Europe. Now, the government are offering mercy flights 
to get people home from Spain. They reckon there's 20,000 Irish holidaymakers and residents. Uh, they're all going to be offered flights over the coming days. And I think it was that Simon Coveney was saying they need to get out of Spain by uh, Sunday. So they're, and of course, Spain is the country that had uh, 2,000 new cases of the virus just in one 24 hour uh, period. In this country, we know. Uh, pubs closed across Ireland they will remain closed until at least the 29th of May and that is the hope of slowing down the spread of the virus. We had 40 new cases identified yesterday the numbers now identified is 169 patients and we sadly have had uh, two tragic deaths. Dr Tony Houlihan, our Chief Medical Officer appealing for people though not to organise St Patrick's Day parties tonight or tomorrow in their home or indeed in any other venues. He said you are simply putting lives at risk. He's asked everyone to reduce their social contact over this time. He said house gatherings carry the very same risk as being in a pub or a club. The virus, he said, is now in our community. It's up to all of us uh, to limit the spread. And it just was so reckless at the weekend to see the videos going up of pubs in Dublin absolutely packed and completely flouting the government's social distancing guideline which had been introduced in order to try to prevent the spread of the coronavirus and you know it was happening particularly in the Temple Bar area you know I think it was that Simon Harris was saying you know just around the corner from where all of these parties are going on and all of these you know nights out are happening there are doctors and nurses struggling and fighting uh, to keep people alive it was just beyond uh, reckless and it's and, and I know we're going to be talking with the Vintners Federation on the programme this morning. So at least common sense has prevailed. I know somebody, and I would be interested to see if people agree or disagree with this, and says, good morning, Patricia. It's crazy telling pubs and bars to close and letting restaurants and hotels remain open. Surely all hospitality business must close for a period for everyone to stay at home and comply with a social distancing. And that's in from Anne. Now, some restaurants have taken the decision to close. Others are going ahead. I think the thought pattern is that restaurants are better able to do the social distancing. I mean, even in a very small restaurant, you can take out tables and make sure that there is this metre, two metres between everyone. So I think it is possible to do it. Now, we will have the Restaurant Association on. I don't know if we'll get to them today, but we certainly will have them on at some stage during the week. I think the theory with the Restaurant Association, they want, if if they are to close, I think they want the government to intervene like what's happened with the negotiations between the vintners in that they're told now you all need to close because I think some restaurants are fearful that if there isn't a complete nationwide shutdown as they've done with the pubs that what you'll have is restaurants in towns where you know competition is is quite tight the fear will be well if I don't close if I close my restaurant and your restaurant across the road that we're always competing for for business if you remain open will I lose some of my customers to your business whereas if we all close we're all on a level playing field I just get a sense and a feeling that that's what's going on but some restaurants have have closed but would you be with Anne on that one that if they're closing the pubs then you know go the full hawk, close the hotels and close down all the restaurants uh, as well. I'm very much thinking of GP practices today. I imagine they are going to see a massive 
and have already are seeing a massive surge in calls uh, for people looking to be uh, tested for the coronavirus um, because of course uh, we know at the weekend there was a change on the criteria up to now if you developed any kind of a cough or any kind of a symptom what you were told to do was to self-isolate they only sent people forward for testing who had been out of the country in any of the hot spots or people who were known to have been in contact with somebody who'd been diagnosed with coronavirus that now has changed as and from today so as I say I'm assuming that the GP practices will be very busy but does it also mean the knock-on will be that we're going to get a spike in the number of cases if there's more and more people going to be uh, tested. The government, it seems, are also have also begun emergency planning for COVID-19 crisis to extend beyond June. Now, that's including... That's to include trainee nurses and doctors. They're going to be introduced early into hospitals. Um, I mean, I heard at the weekend and saw, you probably saw some of the young doctors being interviewed. They were not due to take their final exams until June, but they were brought back and they did their final exams last week so that they're clear now once those exams are corrected they're clear to go in and start working in the in the cold phase so we'll have very young doctors and they're going to do the same with uh, nurses because I think everyone is accepting this I think I saw somebody I thought it was well put this isn't a race it's a marathon I think we're all in this for the long haul and of course with the closure of all of the pubs And other businesses have closed down as well. There's an amount of people now have been laid uh, off and the Social Protection and Employment Affairs Minister Regina Doherty, uh, she's last night urging employers to continue to pay their staff where possible, where employers, she said, who have to cease trading because of the impact of social distancing and continue to pay workers, they'll be able to claim refunds from the Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection. They're putting in place a temporary refund scheme that's been established for this purpose. Now, the refund will be for €203 per worker per week and that's how much the worker would get if they were signing on. It would mean that the worker would retain their link with the employers and have no and no need for them then to personally to submit a job seekers claim. I do think I do think that's a good move and there's a lot of ads in all of the papers uh, today from the Department of uh, Social Protection. They really are stepping up to the mark on this one. There's a, there's an ad running in all of the papers and it's income supports for people who have been impacted uh, by COVID-19 and it's everything from people who are being told to self-isolate down to people whose hours are going to be reduced, down to people who are going to be temporarily uh, laid off. There's also they go th- there's also supports for people who are self-employed and need income uh, support. So they are going to be extremely busy at the Department of Employment Affairs and uh, Social Protection. But I know that they're asking people to do a lot of their business and to do it online. Anyone in that position uh, by the way, if you go to gov.ie you can find out what you're entitled to on COVID, the COVID-19 page on gov.ie and they're actually directing people to go online rather than calling in person into a welfare office. There's also a support line uh, 1890 800 where you can get advice, information or they'll be able to send out forms uh, to you. So, you know, in fairness to Regina Doherty and her team, they really do seem to be stepping up to the mark, which is, which is uh, terrific because unfortunately we are going to see a lot of 
businesses, some have already closed. We're going to see more closing. We're going to see reduced hours at businesses. That's going to mean staff getting laid off. So it's going to be a very tricky time ahead for so many people from an economical point of view. People are going to be down money and it's going to be worrying concerns about bills. That's on top of the worry of looking after your health and looking after the health of your uh, family. And of course, it's not just us. Like We're not in this on our own. This is a worldwide event. More than 100 million people in Europe are now living under lockdown in a curb uh, to try to to curb the coronavirus pandemic. Italy's deaths God help poor Italy. They rose to 368 and that was in just 24 hours. We've got France, Spain and the Netherlands now the latest to shut all but essential services and simply urging citizens to stay indoors as the World Health Organisation announced Europe now has become the centre of the global outbreak. The centre of the global outbreak had been China. China now have it under control and now we here in Europe, we are now the epicentre of the coronavirus. Italy have logged almost 24,000 cases and that's less than a month since it announced its first coronavirus case to go from one case to 25,000 cases in just four weeks. Spain is the worst hit country in Europe after Italy. Uh, Authorities were out on the streets on megaphones announcing a state of emergency to people. They were warning their citizens to stay indoors. In Paris, cafes, which had kept serving customers during the Second World War when they were under siege and they were really defined saying nothing will force us to close the Parisian spirit will keep us going they are now on lockdown until further notice and Austria have banned gatherings of anything more than five people so while the situation in this country I suppose could we describe it as a partial lockdown it certainly will we get to that stage nobody knows like literally nobody knows for now We're on this partial lockdown. Shops are open as normal. Those that have decided to remain open. Will we get to the stage where they'll be limiting the hours of the shop and limiting the numbers going into the shop? Because I have to say with all of this social distancing and I did go out for a walk yesterday because you just start to feel a little bit stir crazy if you're staying in. And it was such a beautiful spring day yesterday. It was just glorious. And normally on a day like that, you know, coming up to the St. Patrick's Day, we'd all be out kind of enjoying ourselves and the nation's mood would be lifted because St. Patrick's Day was just around the corner and people would be getting ready for the parades and instead there's a lot of people self-isolating and people themselves putting themselves on lockdown afraid to go out but I said look while we're still able to do it we'd go out but you, I could sense when I was out yesterday people were keeping their distance, people are being sensible about it Now, I don't know and nobody knows whether that's going to stop. I mean, certainly in the countries where they've got a complete shutdown, you wouldn't be able to go out for a nice little stroll like that. At the moment, we can. And I think people for their mental health are being encouraged to do it. But just be aware of that social distancing. If you do stop to chat to somebody, just keep that distance between people. And of course, the key to stopping the spread of the virus continues to be the simple one of regular hand washing, covering your mouth and nose with a tissue or the bend of your elbow when you're coughing or sneezing to prevent the spread of the infection and don't touch your face. And I have to say the don't touching of the face is the one that I'm finding the hardest. I never realised how much and how often 
I touch my face. I'm becoming so, so conscious of that and washing my hands and using the alcohol gel as well to the point. And I don't know if I'm on my own on this or not. My hands are literally in bits. I would say the spread of the amount of dermatitis that's going to be reported at the end of this but you know to hell suck it up if I have to get a bit of dermatitis in order to get over this I will willingly do it. Actually we've got Annalise coming on a little bit later on on the programme. We might ask her for some advice. I take it I'm not on my own that my hands are absolutely raw at the moment but the weird part about it the fact that they are it's making me aware to make sure that I'm continuing because my hands are sort of slightly painful I'm aware of them so I'm aware of where they are don't put them anywhere near my face so keep that going keep the hand washing going there's no such thing that you can't wash your hands too much so keep if we all keep doing that there will be some hope and then you know light at the end of the tunnel they're working on vaccines and you know fingers crossed all the great brains of the world as we speak are working on vaccines and we will get a vaccine and we will get uh, to the end of this and I saw an Irish company is preparing to release a rapid COVID-19 testing kit which which could provide results in 15 minutes and potentially act as a clinical weapon against coronavirus. That's fantastic. Good luck to those lads in that laboratory that's uh, that's doing that. There, that's where we're going to get the kind of hope from that we will all get through this. And there was a gorgeous piece. And thank you to a, a very kind man who sent this on to me for fear that I missed it yesterday. This was posted up on a number of Facebook pages, but it was a message that was sent out by the Pope yesterday uh, because the Pope, you know, traditionally on a Sunday would be in... Um, in Rome and he would be doing his audience and everybody would be out in the square and in Rome there would be you know tens of thousands of people but of course he gave his traditional Sunday message and there was nobody standing in the square at all I think it was done online and on big television screens instead but he put up a post on Facebook and normally when the Pope takes to social media it's you know for prayers and he'll you know he'll do a little it's it's normally all to do with religion but this is just really gorgeous and listen to this this is from His Holiness Pope Francis tonight before falling asleep think about when we will return to the streets and bearing in mind now that he's initially that's in complete shutdown think about when we will return to the streets when we will hug again when all the shopping together will seem like a party let's think about when the coffees will return to the bars the small talk the photos close to each other we think about when it will all be just a memory but normality, normality will seem unexpected and a beautiful gift we will love everything that has so far seemed futile to us Every second will be precious. Swims at the sea, the sun until late, sunsets, toasts, laughter. We will go back to laughing together again. Strength and courage. See you soon. And he put the hashtag uh, Papa Francesco, hashtag Pope. Pat says, Patricia, if people wore gloves, they wouldn't need to keep washing uh, their hands. Yeah, but you need to be careful of the gloves and that you're not picking up any germs on the gloves as well. But yeah, you could wear gloves instead, but the the constant wearing of the gloves would drive me insane. I'm preferring to go with the washing the hands constantly. Uh, but um, Thank you though, Pat, for your text. Uh, Paula says, try a Trixo for the hands. The one in the green round tub is the best one. Layer it on at night. It works great. Okay, I will do that, Paula. Uh, thank you for that. And Akira says, Patricia, I've got a PA and a home help uh, coming to the house. I feel very concerned from, for my carer. Tell them, keep washing the hands. If we all keep washing our hands and not having our hands anywhere near our face, uh, we will please God manage to get through uh, all of this. And Mary, uh, and I'm glad you sent this in, Mary, because it was something I certainly wanted to talk about today on the programme. Mary 
says Patricia, would you please ask people to desist from forwarding false WhatsApp messages scaring the life out of people? There were so many doing the rounds yesterday. One was supposedly coming from the Gardaí. The other was coming from a bus driver that there was going to be a massive announcement going to be made at 11am this morning and everyone needed to stock up on bottled water and get your baby food in. And uh, Mary said, I see Simon Coveney out this morning saying it's not true. Yeah, there was a lot of absolutely bizarre. Now, they were cleverly done and they were made to sound like they were genuine. And I got this from somebody on really good authority. This is from somebody in the army. The army are going to be out on the streets. And it was scaring the life out of people. And the one thing also, but those particular, and it seems to be WhatsApp for some reason more than any other of the social media groups, even though there's scare tactics popping up on all of them. But it's causing that sense of panic and therefore it's pushing people out into the shops to start panic buying, which is increasing the number of people that are out in the shops. And when we're talking about social distancing and you can have hundreds of people all inside in a supermarket together with not a hope of social distancing because they're on top of each other trying to reach in, getting things off shelves. And a lot of that is going on, that panic is going on because of messages like that. So if you get one of them, you know, stop the chains. Don't send it on to anybody else and that will actually break the chain. That's what we need to do. But as to why people do it, I don't know. I mean, there'll always be morons and just stupid, idiotic people out there who think who think it's quite funny to, you know, make up a WhatsApp like this. And of course, they get a buzz out of the fact that it gets shared by so many people and they get to see and hear other people talking about it. And that's how they get their highs. So, you know, just don't fuel it. Just simply delete it if you get anything like that. That's what you need to do. Because John in Clan says, Patricia, look, people just need to settle down. There are people out there is people need to be there. There are people out there who need to be out there. For example, farmers, supermarket workers, lorry drivers bringing goods to stores, healthcare workers getting to and from work. They are desperately needed to keep the country going at the moment. The sooner the rest of us get indoors, the sooner it will be gone. If not, we will just continue to infect people all around us. Um, but have no doubt, it will go. Says John and Claudia Kilty. It will, and one day we will look back and we will talk about this the way we have been talking when the coronavirus first started, the way we were talking about the foot and mouth back in 2001 and now in hindsight completely different but we were talking about how we locked the country down, how we shut the country down how we just, you know, stiff upper lip but we got on with it and everything was fine. This is has a very different feel to it but please God in the weeks and months ahead we'll be looking back on this period and we'll be talking about remember when COVID-19 hit the country and please God we'll we'll all make it through uh, safe and then we had a couple of people on to say that they were stunned to hear that the mart in Bandham was going ahead today and I have received an, uh, um, an email in from Sean O'Sullivan, who is the CEO of the Cork Co-op Marts, to say that the Cork Marts are operating from day to day and on an hour to hour basis on the guidance, advice and instruction issued by the government. On that basis and under strict controls, they're permitted to have a sale today in Bandon, but it is no way business as usual. There will be strict limits on the numbers 
movement and proximity of people will be enforced. They'll do the social distancing. At this time of the year, there are a large number of young calves on farms that must be moved to avoid an animal welfare issue developing. However, human health takes priority and we are in hourly contact with the state authorities through our national representative body. That's the Irish Cooperative Organisation Society, uh, ICOS, uh, for guidance and they'll abide by any direction issued. But uh, as of now, Bandon Mart going ahead today, but very much not business as usual. Uh, if, if you have no business being there, that you don't really do not need to be there at all. So thank you. That's come in from uh, Sean O'Sullivan, who's the CEO of Cork Co-op Mart. And thank you to Richard Dempsey, the chair- chairman of Mallow Social Services who operate Mallow Meals on Wheels to say that Mallow Meals on Wheels will continue as usual for the foreseeable future. Now in light of COVID-19 restrictions they are extending their service to any senior citizen or any vulnerable person living on their own. Isn't that incredible? Well done. They are also in a position to provide the service to the surrounding villages including Donnerell, Drumahan, Ballyclaw, Killavollen, Tupot House and any other interested areas. However, to facilitate this extended service, they're going to require a liaison per- person in each of the areas I've just mentioned who would accept the deliveries of the meal in their village and then distribute them around to the elderly people, the vulnerable person or people or anybody living on their own. They, the price for the meal is €5, Euro, which includes soup and rain course. Isn't that fantastic? And all of the dietary needs are catered for as well. That really is terrific. And you can contact Sheila at 085 241 4879. That's Sheila 085 241 4879 and we have, the, we have Sheila's number and other numbers as well if people want to contact us. But would anybody in Donnerail, Drumahan, Ballyclaw, Killavollen, Tupot House, anybody in that area be willing to act as a liaison person for Mallow Meals on Wheels? You'll get the dinners in and then drop them out to to the relevant homes just in your own area. But that's uh, terrific. And well done to Mallow Meals on Wheels. And long, long may you continue to provide that service because that is a vital service for the people that uh, get it. You're doing an amazing job, guys and gals. Uh, Keep it up, as indeed all of the other uh, Meals on Wheels services across the city and county. John Paul taking your calls 1850 Phone lines have been busy so do bear with us on that. You can text or WhatsApp though 0862 103 103 and you can email Patricia at c103.ie Court today on C103 With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street, Mallow, Smokeless Coal, Turf, Gas and Kiln Dried Wood. Open late 7 days. Low cost fuel and I can see a lot of um, texts and calls uh, coming in. Uh, by the way, Annalise Drussell, our nutritional therapist, it is Monday, so Annalise will be joining us uh, later on today on the programme after half past 12. If you have a question, I can already see some questions coming in and I'm assuming 
that there will be a number of questions coming in with this COVID-19 in mind. So if you have a question for Annalise, uh, please get it in to us. Some of your texts uh, in. Hi, uh, Patricia. What about the clever boy who said this virus was just a joke? I don't know what he is suffering from, but it's in his head what a president to have. Um I'm assuming you're alluding to President uh, Trump who got tested the other day. Did you see that? Other, I mean, seeing some of his press conferences and they really are quite bizarre at times. They really are just very strange uh, to watch them. But like, that's just the way the man is. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he certainly is different. OK, cause, cause in relation to no water in Goulds Hill in Mallow. We've contacted Irish Water and they're getting back to us. OK, so if you're in the Goulds Hill area and you have a problem with water, hang in there. We're waiting on a reply back from them on that. Uh, hi, as Ireland enters a major challenge with the coronavirus, we should always remember our frontline workers and their families and not to put them in unnecessary dangers. Remember, they too are fathers and mothers who have children at home who need them. They have parents and siblings who need them. So please be responsible and open your eyes to the greater need. Do what the authorities ask you, not the fake news. Constantly listen to TV and radio updates and above all, wash your hands regularly and wear gloves where necessary. Thank you, Patricia. Stay safe. That's uh, from Michael in Castletown Bear who also said it is utterly beyond belief. The carry on in Temple Bar over the weekend. It is disgusting. No value for the general public, says Michael. Yeah, I know we're hoping to talk with the Vintners uh, Federation. We were hoping to do it now. John Paul is trying to get through to them, but they seem to be on a call. But I'm, I'm assuming probably the Vintners Federation, a lot of people wanted to speak with them. But yeah, a lot of people very, very upset with the scenes that came out from Temple Bar at the weekend and uh, people and, and they were packed in. It wasn't even that they were just, you know, there was a couple of people inside in the bar. They were literally jammed. It was like any any busy uh, Saturday night uh, at all. Um, 1850 uh, 333 John Paul taking your calls. Let me see who is on. Okay, where am I going here? Um, Mary in uh, Skibbereen. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Patricia. Okay, you want to talk about people respecting those with underlying conditions? Yes, I do. Go on. I have an underlying problem myself. Right. And uh, I would like to be able to go to the locals of back today in Skibbereen and support them. Okay. Like I always did. And I always would hopefully do. But the crowds that were in there last Friday, I could not get in. I was afraid to go in. No, I don't think it's fair on me or fair on the staff or fair on the people that are there. So what are you saying to people? Stop all the panic buying? Stop all the panic buying, yeah. And somebody at the supermarket, that three or four in together, everybody will get what they need. That's what they're doing initially. Well, I don't know what they're doing initially, but... You have to queue like, up outside and they're only allowing a small group in in at a time. Um, OK, now I know some of the supermarkets were organising almost like a quiet time, like early in the morning for older people or people who are immune compromised who don't want to be in with big numbers. Would something like that suit you if the local supermarket said between 9 and 10 every morning? It'll any just... Time, any time of the day would suit me if it was quiet. So I said to John Paul, like, I'm running out of basic necessities, like... Milk, bread, tea, sugar, like I'm not looking for anything fancy. Could we get somebody to do a shop for you and drop it out to you? 
Well, I suppose I could do, I could do that. Too, but I don't have banking online. I'm going to be on that now. Like. No, but no, but I mean, if you if we got someone to if we if we got a list of what you needed and got it to a local supermarket and we could organise for somebody to pick it up. Well, that's what if I rang the local supermarket myself, they'd probably do it for me. Like, but yeah, do they have a delivery? Do they have a delivery service? They do, yeah. Yeah, maybe for just just while this panic is out there, get get the, get home delivery. Well, I could do that. I suppose yeah. I could do that. Like, I guess that's my only option at the moment. At that. And have you? Are you living alone? Is there anybody else in the house? Well, there's a couple of people in the house, but they're not coming home at the moment. Like, they're they're afraid to come home because they're out in the public. Okay. Okay, and you've no, no. Na- have any neighbours could get you some milk even or? Well, I would like, but I hate asking them. Ah, I know, but Mary, neighbours are, people are only too happy to help out at the moment. I mean, we are, we are inundated with offers of help. People just want to be doing something, I think, as well. So, you know, lean on, lean on your neighbours and friends. They will help you. I know, yeah. Like, um... In the meantime, though, do your shopping online. Just... Because it's not going to go on forever. This will end at some point. You need to look yeah, after your health, but we don't want you running out of food. No, and the sooner like that, that this everybody obeys by the law, the better. Yeah. Okay. That's what uh, that's what I think. Like I know, I know. Listen, you mind yourself, but we don't want you dying of starvation in the meantime. Okay. I want starvation. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, I think that uh, the the challenge of stuff like that were bought, like we're on call for, like and. There's one particular item that I was looking for in a in a smaller shop in the village the other night. I went there over just before it closed, and it was milked and it wasn't even to be bought. You you and what do you use the milton for to clean surfaces and that is it? To clean surfaces, yeah. to clean cups, to clean my hands, to yeah. clean anything. It is so we great. can't get anything. I can't get anything to wash my hands at the moment. Like the dental or gel fluid I'm using. Oh, well, the dental is good. I know, but the gel fluid would be very severe in your hands. Okay, stay yeah. stay there stay there a sec. Um, Karen Coakley is uh, Councillor Karen Coakley is on the other line. Um, Karen, can you ha- morning to you, Karen? Good morning, John Paul. Just to this, say well done. You're doing a fantastic job. Okay, you're, situation. You're, you're through to Patricia now. Uh, listen, you're um, you're 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 in Skibbereen. You'll get you'll you'll help Mary out. I am indeed. I'd be delighted to. All our council meetings are cancelled. I'd be absolutely delighted to help in any way I can. Okay, Mary. If would, you'd like to pass her number on, to uh, we will. We will. Topic. I'll get. I'll get John Paul to do all that offline. And would you be able to get Milton? Mary needs a bottle of Milton. She can't get it I anywhere. Can, of course, okay. absolutely no problem. If you want to pass on my number, we will. I'd be happy to do a list and drop her shopping to wherever she is. You're very good, Karen. You're my very pleasure, good. Absolutely. All my right. Pleasure. Thanks for all thanks, you're doing. Thanks for that. Bye bye. And Mary, thank you for that. And we'll we'll put Ka- we'll get Karen on to you. Okay. We'll thank get you, you sorted you, and just look after yourself. Okay. Thank all right. Thanks. Okay. I'll get John Paul to do that. We'll get. We'll pass that um, uh, number on. Okay, I want to go to the Mayor of uh, Cork County, uh, Ian Doyle. Good morning to you, Ian. Morning, Patricia. Un- unprecedented times in which Un- we live. Unprecedented, there's no question about it. I'm, I'm just, why I ring you, Patricia, is because I'm conscious of tomorrow, our National Saint St. Patrick's Day, and our churches and pubs are closed, and, you know, it's unprecedented, but just I suppose to relay the fears of that previous caller you've had, you know, rely on the people and the public because they are unbelievable in a time of crisis, you know. And I think people are coming out in streams to help everybody else. Um, but I think Mary is very typical of someone when I said to her, would you ask the neighbours? I don't like to ask. Yeah. So but many people 
we need to get over that and, I, and we need people to you do need to ask for help and people are falling over themselves it, with offers of help people are falling over themselves to help everybody petition that has always been the case you know uh, I must compliment everybody on managing this crisis it's absolutely superb uh, listen to the to the direct advice and the truth and, and you know proper advice and I, I don't think there's any doubt that we will all get through this it is a serious situation no question about it but you know I, I would like to assure people that every effort is being done right throughout the agencies and uh, you know just to assure people that rely on other people as you say there are organisations and people coming out in stroves at uh, the council, I, I, I know Karen was saying there that all meetings obviously we, have been suspended. What about the council workers? The council workers, there's a management meeting as we speak now in Cork County Council. There are guidelines issued for council workers to keep in line with the HSE policy and it's literally changing on an hourly basis, to be honest with you, Patricia. So at the moment, the council service, all council services such as libraries and swimming pools and playgrounds are closed. But the council workers are still working and, you know, people at the core place, definitely doctors, nurses, home care. I heard a caller there a minute ago talking about her, her home health, you know, yeah. and those people, you know, have got to be considered their, their own personal health as well. But they are continuing to work and well done to them for that, you know. Yeah, and I know, um, I just on a personal note, I had a phone call last night, St. Joseph's Foundation is closed today and they're yeah. waiting on course, the HSE and it looks yeah, like it's going to close, the day services are going to close. I, as, as would be expected and just I'm out, I'm out and about here in Charles and all around the place this morning and people are genuinely worried but you know people are also sensible and I think that you know we will get through this I am just you know I'm conscious tomorrow is our national saint and normally we would be in terrific humour and coming outside our churches and people young people in particular with their flags and their buntings and their clubs and you know just to keep up the spirits because I mean our spirit hasn't died because of this. Yeah. You Actually, know, somebody sent in an email and I thought it was a lovely suggestion yeah. uh, saying, Patricia, wouldn't it be nice if every household brought back out one of their Christmas battery lights and put it in the window as we do at Christmas for St. Patrick's that. Night? Give it a glow of hope, says Margaret. I thought that that's was lovely. That, yeah, and if people have flags, put them up, put them out. Yes. That's yeah. not a bad suggestion, Patricia. There is no question about it. And everybody, I think, you know, just to keep their spirits up, Undoubtedly, it's a serious situation, but I, I, you know, I'm confident of people's goodness that we will all come to this. Yeah. All right, Ian. Patricia, can I just, you know, and I'm obviously respect to compliment you and your team there on the tremendous work you're doing. I mean, you know, uh, you know, strict, proper information is what we need, and well done to you for that. Okay, well, we'll do. We're doing our best. Thanks for that, okay. Ian. Thank and you. just that, that, that bye bye. That's uh, Ian Doyle, the mayor of Cork County, and that rumor machine and that rumor mill of, uh, and I can see there's text coming in. Is there a big announcement of COVID nineteen uh, at eleven? No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Uh, I mean, the government may come out with some message, maybe announcing something, but there certainly isn't any big planned message at eleven o'clock. That was one of the ones that started out yesterday on a Facebook post that just travelled, dare I say, like a virus around the country. Please ignore those scare-mongering WhatsApp messages. They're something that we all have to stop. 1850-333-103. Lines open. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Hello, this is Eric Griffin. Join me Monday to Friday between 7 and 8 for some great songs on C103 Anthems. 
And then... Hello, this is Declan Nerny here. Hello, this is Sean Keane. Hello, this is Cathy Durkin. Hi, this is Louise Morrissey. Hi, this is Mick Flavin. Hello, this is Daniel O'Donnell here, and you're listening to Country and Irish with Eric Griffin on C103. Don't miss Anthems at 7 and the very best of Country and Irish from 8, right here on C103. We will uh, take a look at your calls and comments uh, coming in. We're going to speak with the Vintners Federation about the pubs, uh, clubs at uh, closing. Uh, also speaking uh, about speaking with someone who is in the at-risk category uh, about how they feel about the decisions that the government uh, has made. And don't forget, Annalise Roussel in the final hour. Get your questions in for Annalise as well. 1850-333-103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie Make C103 part of your drive home. With up-to-date traffic information and local news, your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day, plus our feel-good story, and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours. Join me, Martina O'Donoghue, every weekday from 4 to 7. On C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Joan and Mallow was on to say her son had paid the monthly fare for Irish Rail to go up and down to Cork for university and he had just purchased it before the colleges uh, closed. Uh, Joan wants to know, will they honour it or what happens? He travels from Mallow to Cork uh, every day. Now we're we're in contact with Irish Rail and we are are awaiting their reply, uh, Joan, because I'm assuming your son is not the only one who would have purchased their ticket and then the colleges decided to close. So hang in there and we'll wait until we hear back from uh, Irish Rail. Now, the Vintners Federation of Ireland last week had been calling for urgent clarity about how pubs should implement the government's advice about mass gathering. And then, of course, we heard that the decision was taken yesterday to close all pubs until the 29th of March. To find out how this has been received, news has been received locally, I'm joined by Michael O'Donovan, who's chair of the Cork City branch of the Vintners Federation of Ireland. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Patricia. And we keep saying we're in such unprecedented times. Did we ever see ourselves in a situation that on the eve of St. Patrick's Say we would be talking about every pub and club in Ireland being closed. No, I don't think uh, we. I think anybody that was looking into a crystal ball couldn't even have foreseen what this has, uh, what has impacted on this. This is um, unprecedented, really. But look, it is where we are now, and um, look from us from the vintners' uh, viewpoint, it's the correct decision that the government made yesterday in asking all pubs to close uh, from closing time last night. Um, across Cork City and I know across the county, uh, most bars had taken the decision um, uh, prior to that, to be honest, to, 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 to close their premises in the interest of staff and customers. Because was the social distancing, this, this idea of staying two metres apart, was that practically impossible to implement in a pub setting? It was, to be honest. Look, um, look I know... Uh, they put a limit of 100 people in any one place for gathering. But um, most bars had uh, had put signs up uh, with a lower number than the 100 um, trying to implement the social distancing because it started off at one metre, then it went to two metres. But in a pub scene, it just wasn't practical because, look, uh, when somebody receives a drink, um, there's payment, be it contactless or with, uh, with, with currency, with with money, you could say, but um, the contactless one we were urging uh, uh, tr- uh, more so. But even at that, you still had to 
produced the machine and the person had to tap if they were tapping or if they wanted to, to swipe the card, that was still inside. That's that's hand-to-hand contact. So, like, even a practical thing like that, it, it, the social distancing just couldn't be applied in a bar situation. What did you make of the video footage of the large gathering in the Dublin City pub that went viral over the weekend? Yeah, look, I suppose it was... Um, I suppose, look, from a, a, a PR uh, perspective, it was disappointing. Um, but, look, I suppose... Uh, I know the pub had controls put in place, but look, the the it's just inevitable that people were closer together on the, in in that gathering. Um, most pubs here in Cork City had implemented, as I said, uh, reduced capacity, and uh, we had carried it out uh, very well. Um, it was disappointing to see it, but look, it's it's very hard to control. It was it was not impossible to to control that. We're already getting calls in from people saying, you know, like what you said at the outset, it's the right decision, correct thing to do, but why not also include the closure of restaurants? Yes, well, I suppose, look, it's slightly different in a restaurant sitting, uh, setting, I should say, in that when you are sitting down, they can space tables out. Um, in restaurants, I presume, look, it's deemed that mostly will be families would be going to it or, or, or you know, partners. So they're going to be living together at home anyway. So, like, they are going to be uh, sitting closer to each other, i.e. across the table, where the people at the next table would be moved away. I know, speaking to colleagues in the restaurants here in Cork City, and again, one or two around the county, they have implemented, like, they've taken tables out of restaurants, yeah. they've spaced them apart, um, and, like, they're they're trying to follow the procedures in, in that instance. But, like, again, staff in restaurants, when they deliver the food or if they're taking payment, they're going to come inside the social distancing. So, look, I suppose uh, the Restaurant Association are making uh, requests to the government to give them more clarity and guidance on it. And I would say watch the space mm. in, in the coming days for this. And Michael, this evening and tomorrow would traditionally be very busy days yes. for the pub trade. Yes. What's the financial loss going to mean for some of your members? Oh, it's going to have a huge impact. Like, uh, look, last week with Cheltenham, um would have been the first busy week of the year, really, uh, for most pubs. Look, across the board here in the city, and I know around the county, people are uh, saying 70% plus down on takings last week. Wow. Um, into the weekend, we would have had the Six Nations, Premiership Soccer, Saturday, Sunday. It would have been a big Saturday, uh, probably the first big Saturday of the year. Um, most pubs were closed, so like you can calculate the, the financial cost of that. And then on in today, to today, most people are off. They'd have been out tonight starting uh, the St. Patrick's Day festivities, on into the parades tomorrow. Um, it's a huge impact on our trade and one that lots will not recover from, uh, to be realistic. Um, it's going to be uh, very difficult for some bars to come back from this. Um, do, you, do, you, do you fear they may never reopen again? I have spoken to some this morning, yes, and like I've, I, I had one man on the phone to me crying this morning because he, he doesn't believe he'll be able to carry through on this. Oh, um, and like, it's tough because like I, I heard of uh, a bar last night here in the city where uh, staff had been with the man for 32 years and they were literally crying, saying goodbye to each other last night because he doesn't think he'll be reopening because number one, the proprietor is in his 80s. He's really worried for his own health uh, in this. And the, the staff member, look, they just don't know where it's going. Um, with this, and will the bar reopen afterwards? I'm not so, I, I'd look, I hope it will, but I don't know. 
is the honest answer. And the, the figure that a lot of the papers are picking up on, 50,000 bar yeah. workers yeah. Uh, all this morning waking up at, at, out of a job and as you say, some uh, fearful that they may never work again. They're all now signing on? Yes, from this morning. Look, we're, we're wow. to be fair, we're, last night we got uh, contact with... Um, intro here in Cork uh, and look I sent out a lot of information to our members last night again this morning from our national office and look intro are working well but I would appeal to them to please try and process these applications as speedily as possible and also look most of our publicans are self-employed people especially say the smaller publicans so like they need to be looked after as well because they have no income coming in as of probably yesterday so they Lots of them have family as well. Some are some are older, but some are, are some are younger as well. So they'll have young families. They need to be looked after as well. And look, I suppose the concern today is lots of pubs would have um, mortgage repayments or rent repayments on on their premises. So really, we're asking the pillar banks today to take a big decision and to suspend, you know, their mortgage. Uh, payments are if they have a landlord that the landlord probably has a mortgage on it to suspend that for at least three months to give uh, some bit of help towards um, towards what's going on at the moment. It was the first thing that Italy did when when Italy went into when Italy started asking businesses to close. The first thing they did was there was a moratorium put on all the yes, mortgages. Yeah, it, it is. But we seem look we're closing the businesses. But yeah, unfortunately, look uh, even this week we uh, across the city and county. Uh, our local authorities issued us with the rates demands on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Everybody received letters. So again, look, we're just appealing to them, please, back off. Uh, to back off and uh, I suppose suspend them at the moment. And when this, when we're through this situation, which we will get through it, um, then we can look at it and look. There may they may have to look at pro rata of giving discounts or something for this period, but. Uh, just to, 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 to retract those letters maybe by putting something out or a statement. Because yeah. um, all these are worrying times for publicans. Um, and again, our, our revenue, um, our VAT returns are due. So like I know the, the revenue commissioners have said that um, if you're late in paying, they won't do penalties or charge interest. But uh, they're still asking us to file those, um, those uh, VAT returns. And like that's time-consuming and worrying because people will see what they're they're, they're due to pay and it will be a major concern. So look, we're even asking the Revenue Commissioners to please suspend the request for filing these VAT returns in the present time because it's so uncertain, such a worry for publicans, their staff in particular and their families. Uh, so like anything like this that can help just to get us through the next couple of weeks would be much appreciated. Well said, well said. Okay, and listen, look out for each other as well because it's it's a very, very difficult time and people need to support each other through this. Absolutely. And look, one thing, look, I suppose the pub is the social um, community of, of most communities, the social hub of most communities. A lot of elderly people visit the pub um, because it's probably the only interaction that a lot of them would have now that they don't really see the postman uh, because of the post boxes at the end of lanes and things. Um, being publicans, look, I would say, if you have an elderly neighbour or something, maybe just drop in or even go to the window and just say, you know, wave in a window or do anything, just to keep the community going, because, look, we will get through this, but we all need to work together on this. OK. All right, we'll stay in contact with you, Michael, and we appreciate you taking our call today. Thank you for that. No problem. Good Thank morning you. to you. Bye-bye. Michael O'Donovan there, uh, who is chair of the Cork City branch 
of the Vintners Federation with uh, the news over the weekend as we now all know all pubs and clubs now uh, officially shut down until March 29th uh, somebody's wondering will that uh, date be extended Patricia nobody knows no, because nobody knows when this is all going to end so we'll just have to wait and see as of now it's closed until the 29th Elaine says the crisis could have been averted if a lockdown happened at our airports and happened sooner very upsetting that people had gone to Cheltenham and now they're all back home people coming back from holidays and asked to self-isolate the lockdown should have happened at our airports and ports and it should have happened uh, sooner the social distancing which has led to the closure of the pubs can Patricia tell us why it's so important for social distancing distancing does it mean if you come near a person if they cough or sneeze you get it or why do we need to social distance uh, can you pick it up another way yeah and actually somebody else as well is picking up on that was it Lehman from Oi was saying I don't know about two metres I don't know what two metres looks like when they say could they say people should be two arms apart it would be easier for people to understand maybe they need to speak in uh, easier language rather than you know new phrases like social distancing was something I don't think I ever spoke about social distancing on the programme before the the two metre rule is it's six and a half feet so yes maybe two arms uh, away from each other uh, the, uh, the idea behind it is to minimise contact between two people the idea is if you met somebody you were going for a walk today or you were at work with somebody at the moment and you're standing chatting to somebody if you can keep that two metres six and a half feet uh, between you if God forbid the other person sneezed or coughed they were saying the droplet can will won't go further than just under two metres so they're saying if somebody did cough it's not going to land on top of you and the idea of saying that part even if the person isn't coughing if the person you're with has got the virus somewhere on them on their clothes on their hands or whatever don't shake hands don't make close contact it can't jump from one person to the other you physically have to be in contact each other either somebody has to sneeze and cough on top of you or somebody who has the virus on them has to f- pass it on to you get it on to you somehow then you end up getting it on your hands and then you have to even at that you're not going to get COVID-19 it has to go in then in your nose in your mouth or in your eyes so that's where the whole idea of the staying two metres uh, apart and Liam also says people should be we should all be brightening up a little bit brightening up our windows put stuff in to lighten the mood something similar to what Margaret had suggested get out the old the lights from Christmas the battery operated lights and put them in the window particularly just even for St Patrick's night was what Margaret was uh, suggesting she put it as a glow of hope but Liam said if anybody had St Patrick's Day flags or anything you know, hang it up brighten it all up a little bit just so we could all light in our mood. Liam also wants to say well done and thank you to all the supermarket staff hospital staff, pharmacy staff who are all doing amazing work at the moment. How right you are. Uh, John says he's been out and about. He can't understand why the government hasn't issued some kind of an emergency number with on a flyer and send it out to every house in the country during the election. We were inundated with flyers from all of the political parties in our time of need. Should they not be getting the advice out to people on a flyer and I know the government will say look they're putting up all the information on hsc.ie but of course there will be not everyone has access uh, to that so some kind of a leaflet drop is what John in Mallow is uh, looking for. Uh, Kevin says as a number of gyms have closed it's a pity that some are still remaining open. Why are so many companies still taking risks? It should be one out all out. 1850 and Derek in Mallow says as we went out 
as we are going out for the odd walk, particularly during this COVID-19 crisis, my God, says Derek, the amount of dog dirt around Mallow on the streets, on the walkways. How is that good for health and uh, safety? I'm so glad that you should mention that today, Derek, because as I mentioned, we went out for a walk uh, yesterday. And uh, we drove to where where we went for a walk. And when we came back, parked up the car right outside my house. And I'm kicking myself because I had noticed on the way out for the walk that somebody had obviously been walking their dog. And there was a, the dog had decided to have a a big bowel movement. There was a large heap of dog poo. Uh, just out uh, near where our gate was and uh, near the entrance and I was in my head said God who did that disgusting blah 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 must get the brush and get rid of it when I come back but completely forgot about it my niece took Marsh out of the back seat of the car Marsh is blind she doesn't see dog dirt she walked right into it nobody noticed it we proceeded to walk her into the house it was as she walked through the hall in the house that I started noticing oh my god quick move Marcia's walked in dog poo and then trying to get her shoe off and ah just disgusting 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 so shame on whoever was walking their dog near my house uh, in Mallow because you pick up after your dog please C103 Jobs St. Govnitz Nursing Home, that's in Ballyagran. They've got vacancies for healthcare assistance with FeeTech Level 5 and a staff nurse for a 12-hour shift, plus they're looking for relief work. Bandem-based precision engineering company, they're looking for a CNC machinist, minimum of three years' experience. While a driver is wanted for a school run in the Duhallow area, and a HTV driver is wanted in the North Cork area. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie Many people were delighted when the decision was taken by the government last week. While they're seen as extreme measures, they hopefully will keep us all safe. Writing, writing about it on a Facebook post was author and historian Bill Power from Mitchellstown who joins me this morning. Good morning to you Bill. Good morning Patricia. And uh, you're, you're welcome. Now both you and your wife are what would be deemed high risk categories. So were yeah. you very relieved when the Taoiseach made the announcement oh, yeah. last week? Absolutely. I, I think a lot of people in our situation were hoping that it would have happened earlier. Um, you just really can't take risks at this time. For example, a friend of Chilo O'Keefe in Blackwater Castle and they've self-isolated over there. She's had cancer over the last number of years. People just have to be careful when they have got illnesses that are put in the high-risk category. And the decision by the pubs? Couldn't have happened soon enough. I mean, you know, I think really and truly we'll survive one Patrick's Day without the pubs. Yeah. We'll, we'll survive a few weeks without without these things. Now, look, it's not that I don't have sympathy for the pubs and the I, I have friends who have cafes in Mitchellstown closed over the weekends, Praley and O'Callaghan's. Um, Tank Gibbon House is now closed, I see, this morning. Um, it's tough on all those businesses, and I, I, don't, I don't underestimate that for a second. But those decisions have been necessary in the interest of us all. They really have, you know. And it's, it's, um, I, I don't think anybody should be uh, disappointed about the pubs closing from the point of view that it is necessary to protect everybody. 
And and yet, you know, there's warnings going out now because the pubs are closed. <coughs> warnings coming out saying to people, please don't organise St. Patrick's Day parties, that they yeah. are as bad as having a group inside in a pub. But sure, it's the same thing if you're going to do that in your house or if you're bringing in parties with kids or, you know, that you might as well go down to the pub in that case. The whole point is to avoid this. And in case people, you know, people think, particularly maybe people in their 20s and younger think it won't affect them. I'm sorry, but it will. You surely have a grandmother or yeah. a mother or an auntie or somebody belonging to you who falls into the high-risk categories. You know, for example, there are 200,000 diabetics in this country that are known. These are people who have been diagnosed. Diabetics are in the high-risk category. That's the one I fall into. Yeah. The, the, the asthmatics, as an example, of it, asthma, when I was going to school, it was probably one in a class of 30. I think it's something like one in a class of five now. Asthma is in a high-risk category. So you can't just say it's somebody else's problem. It's everybody's problem. Um, and really, I, I do get a bit frustrated. A good friend of mine the other day happened to meet, um, and she said, uh, oh, look, this is all blown out of proportion. Mm. It's not. It absolutely is not. And I'll give you a little statistic that nobody, to my knowledge, has been working on. Over the last few months, before this happened, I started doing some work on the the rate of deaths in the Fermoy Mitchellstown area during the Spanish flu of 1918-1919. Uh, the last pandemic. The last major pandemic that we know of. Okay. And the figures for deaths, now, the, the, I should explain that the, the Fermoy uh, Poor Law Union, as it was known at that stage, included Mitchellstown, it went down to Galbally in County Limerick, Included Ballylanders, Kildare, Glanworth, Kilavolan, Castletown Roach, uh, Kilworth, Rathcormack and Connor. At this moment in time, I have 226 deaths in that period from pneumonia and influenza. Now, I can't absolutely say because of a lack of evidence that those 226 deaths can be put down specifically to the Spanish flu. But if you put it in a modern context, when did you last hear of somebody dying of the flu? Yeah, yeah. So people, and at that time, they did close uh, to, to a limited extent because staff got sick. They had to close things like shops. Um, cinemas, I certainly have a record of a cinema from why being closed by the local authority at the time. Um, you know, similar things happened, but it wasn't recorded kind of in doubt of our popular memory. You know, people in 20, 30, 40 years' time are going to be talking about what happened back in 2020. During COVID-19. Um, yeah, ab- yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you also had to go on your on your Facebook post to people who venture out who may have cold or flu symptoms. Well, look, first of all, you don't need to do that. There's always somebody who will help you out. There's always a neighbour. There's always a friend who will do that. Um, and I'm, I'm conscious that I have friends who, who you know, have uh, recently, for example, a friend of mine who's recently been through an operation. She's cooped up in the house. And I'm conscious I need to make a call to see that everything is okay there, as in a phone call. Um, But people don't need to go out. And when they do go out, then what what I suppose freaks me out um, uh, last week and it prompted my post was, and I I won't say the premise that it was, um, but the premise is actually closed in the meantime. Um, I was going into a premises to meet a, a friend and somebody, as I'm passing her, sneezes. Now, she was not a member of staff there. She sneezed and didn't into her hand and then coughed as well. You know, that's, I mean, just cough yourself on, think it through. Use the hand sanitizers. 
And by the way, there is a round of fake ingredients going on for hand sanitizers. Don't use them. Um, if, if people are going to make sanitizers, get the alcohol directly from your pharmacy. That's a much higher alcohol content. Yeah, it has to be eighty. It has to be eighty percent proof, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, is yeah. is yeah, I think, is I think it is. There are people, yeah, I, I met somebody who's using vodka as a substitute. Probably better taken than <laughs> hands. <you know? laughs> Don't waste the vodka, says Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and the the one that really got to me on Friday, uh, we and we had so many calls about it, when the announcement was made to close the schools, the amount of children that were out and about on Friday, the whole idea of closing the schools was to keep children in, away yeah. from the community. Now, I, do, I, I, I was out, I kept a look on that at the weekend. I think people have started to cop on a little bit about that. A little bit like yourself, I I certainly been in in Tesco here, um, uh, there before the weekend, and I did note late at night children in a room with their parents. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of calmed down a small bit. And look, I know, I I, I know that there's there's maybe so I'm going to say something that people might not like here. I have one son, and I think if you have an only child. They seem to be well able to entertain themselves in all circumstances. Yeah. Whereas if you've got three or four kids, it's it's harder. Well, they all start fighting with each other. <laughs> <laughs> we all did that ourselves. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and and uh, people, I, I've certainly had people saying, you know, I was making the point to them that when I was sort of twelve or fourteen or whatever, we'd take the dog off down the fields and we'd be doing all sorts of harmless mischief. Um, uh, yeah, I know people would say, well, those days are gone. But you can still take somebody up to some place like Gatley Wood or go up to Valley Horrors or, you know, there are plenty of things that kids can actually now do that they don't normally be bothered doing. Um, you know, go for a walk, um, read a book. It isn't it isn't um, that you have to be locked up in the house. Just stay away from other groups. This is common sense stuff. It's, uh, I, I know I'm a little bit, sort of passionate about it and I'm, I'm certainly not panicking over this virus and I would not say that anybody should panic over it. I think you just take reasonable precautions. You be sensible about it. Yeah. If you have if you have an older um, relative or friend or parent, you know, don't compromise their situation because you're being foolish. It's about do do you other. think we've gone far enough with the partial lockdown? Can you see it going further? I can see it going further. I think it will go further. And the craziness that you see going on, people buying all sorts of stupid foodstuffs and... Stockpiling. Ah, should they're going to be dumping it next week. It's the bin men is going to have the thing of dealing with all this. And there isn't any need for that. Um, Look, I think sometimes people get, get carried away by what they read on social media. Social media is fake news. Mm. I know I come from a journalistic background. <laughs> you can actually, you can actually trust the media in most things. There is, by the way, the nineteen eighteen nineteen pandemic, and there was a distrust of the media at that time as well. And all sorts of stories started circulating that the Germans had invented the flu and the British were doing this to harm Sinn Féin prisoners in, in in Britain and so on and so forth. There's absolutely no factual basis to any of that. Um, and it's a bit like that with this. I mean, uh, sure, look, you, you see the silly stuff that's going on on, on Facebook and that, and it's just silly. Yeah. Um, okay, when you see newspaper of record like the Irish Times having to close their offices, I mean, what does that tell you about the, the situation up there? That's going to affect a lot more people around here, I think. 
Okay, and just keep, if you've got to end up self-isolated, keep busy keep in, and keep in contact with people and yeah. just be kind to each other. I saw one, uh, it was a, a tweet that went out over the weekend from a, from a man who said, I love my wife with all my heart. She's my soulmate <laughs> and my best friend. There is not a day where I'm not grateful for everything which brought us together. We're a mere few hours into the weekend and I'm convinced if we get quarantined together, we're going to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> and you know something, you, you always need to think of that song at the end of the life of uh, uh, the life of Brian. You know, always look at it's the right side. Of Absolutely, and let's let's end on a positive because, of course, uh, we've you've joined us, listeners will will know uh, because you've joined us before in the program with the work you're doing with the refurbishment of the wonderful Saint uh, George's Church in uh, Mitchestown. You're going to ring the bell for for St Patrick's Day. Well, you know, I was looking at social media and I saw how the Italians were going out to their balconies singing Nessun songs Dorma. to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, brilliant. I, I mean, talk about heartlifting stuff. And I had a work with our, our directors in St. George's there the other day and we decided we're going to ring the bell at 12 o'clock tomorrow. We don't want you gathering because we're not letting you into the church. Yeah. You don't need to gather outside, but, you know, step up. We know that when we rang the bell at New Year's, people were coming out of, of pubs to listen to it and people yeah, were standing in the front, front yards. Do you know what? Okay, we don't have a parade this year for St. Patrick's Day, but it doesn't mean we have to be doom and gloom. We'll ring the bell for three minutes. Yeah. If if you if you hear it, great. If you don't, you're just too far away. Yeah. Um, you know, let let's let's be positive about it and say right. So we don't do it this year, but there is next year. Okay. All right. Listen, you stay, you stay safe and mind yourself, Bill, yes, and, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Uh, bye bye. That is uh, author and historian uh, Bill Power uh, joining us from Mitchellstown. Gerard wants to know if the pubs are closed, why are the off licence uh, opened? Well, the off licences don't have big gatherings of people. People go in. An off licence is deemed like a, a shop, I suppose, at the moment. If there's further restrictions on shops, they may get included. But as of now, off licences are not included. And oh, by the way, we had a, a couple of texts in from people saying that Booth in Mallow have closed until further notice so rather than announce that we said we'd look into it and to be told the boots in Mallow are opened they did close for a short period and it was due to circumstances beyond their control but the store is opened that's boots on Main Street in Mallow is open for business 1850 333 103 Cork today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Short Castle Street Mallow open seven days for smokeless coal turf kiln dried wood and gas lowcostfuel.ie Lots of families, particularly children, were bitterly disappointed uh, with the news of the cancellation uh, right around the country of the annual St. Patrick's Day Parade. Everybody accepts and knows why it was done, but that didn't take away from the disappointment. Well, Linda O'Connor decided to do something about it and she set up a virtual Paddy's Day online and uh, Linda joins me. Good morning to you, Linda. Hi, hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Outline what you've set up online. Yeah, so the day after um, the announcements, uh, I know that my niece and nephews would have been in the parades in the past. And I I thought, you know, there's been huge preparation for this over the last few months. So I set up a Facebook, uh, an Instagram and a Twitter account called Virtual Paddy's Day 2020, just encouraging families and children to post their images from of their costumes or the cards they've made um, up, up until Paddy's Day and I, yeah, yeah. And, and you can do if you if someone wants you a little short video. Absolutely, yeah. we had one one gentleman who he's actually written a song, Kerry uh, Lingwood. Uh, so we've had our first uh, Paddy's Day song, and that's, <laughs> that's up there to look. And um, I mean, there's been great engagement. Um, 
a few people from America as well because Boston and New York they obviously cancel their parades so um, it's picking up track yeah uh, but so, it's just about having fun yeah really. and there's a lot of parents who are nearly pulling their hair out because the children are stuck indoors so it can be a project for the children to get involved in absolutely absolutely and I mean you know it's, we still have a few days so in the lead up they can have a bit of fun Um you know, I'll keep these accounts open until the end of March. I'll okay. probably delete them after that. But, right. you know, I'm hoping that people around the world as well will see these photos or put up their own as well. Yeah, and it's kind of as well, and it's a little bit of it's a sense of solidarity that we're all in this together. Exactly. And, you know, I know I'm not underestimating the seriousness of, of the virus, but, you know, just to have one day where we, you know, we can feel some level of positivity and yeah. have a bit of fun, you know, because it is it is quite serious. But, you know, we shouldn't lose sight and lose our Irishness, as I was calling it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of children, even, OK, I, I accept with your nieces, the ones that were going into the parades, they're very disappointed. But a lot of families, and you, year on year, it seems to be getting more colourful. The children dress up to go to the parade. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a huge day in, in Irish culture uh, for loads and loads of different reasons. I mean, it's it's a day off school. You get a chance to go into town with, you know, with your family, have fun. So, I mean, it, it, it is a huge thing. And to say now that it's not happening, we all understand. Um, so this is probably just one way around it. Is, yeah. Um, you know, that we can share all our fun together. Yeah, because we, yeah. we had a listener earlier who emailed us was suggesting that people should take some of the, the Christmas battery operated lights and put them up in the window for tomorrow. She was calling it a glow of hope for St. Patrick's Night. You know, and have you got little pictures like that and shares, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the the pictures and videos from Spain of people... Um, kind of um, locked down in their houses and they're all singing out the windows to one another and playing music. You know, it's, you know, we should keep our spirits and our, our positivity going as well. Yeah, we're, we're in this together for, for exactly. sure. Okay, yeah. so how can people find out your various platforms, Linda? Yep, so it's Facebook and Instagram and those pages are called Virtual Paddy's Day 2020 and likewise on Twitter it's Virtual Paddy's Day but the handler is Paddy Virtual. Okay. And um, just hashtag whatever they want. And, uh, okay. Let's keep the day uh, positive. That's a lovely, it's a lovely, lovely idea. Good luck with it, uh, Linda. Right. And happy St. Patrick's Day to you Likewise, as well. Likewise, and thanks so much. No problem. God bless. Bye. Take care, uh, Linda O'Connor there. I mean, that's, that's that spirit, isn't it? That's, uh, we hear the Irish uh, that we have. And just to, if people want to, if you, you know, the, the, the children are at home today, if they want to dress up for St. Patrick's Day, are they already have their outfits ready? And just put it up and, and post it up on any of the various social media uh, sites. And somebody says, why didn't she, why didn't Linda give it its proper title, St. Patrick's Day? And I know it's one of those bugbears with a lot of people. And always, every year when it comes up to St. Patrick's Day, I always make a point of calling it St. Patrick's Day because some people have no problem with Paddy's Day but others don't like it at all. 1850 333 103 Let me go to some of your people are not happy with it Would you please say St Patrick's Day not Paddy's Day Okay that's just what Linda has called it and maybe it was in the interest of I don't know why why, why she decided to do it but it's Paddy's Day rather than St Patrick's uh, Day. Our post offices and banks closing says somebody no post offices and banks have all remained open. Uh, Hi uh, Patricia Martin here. Uh, People if they can't get hand sanitizers, you should wash your hands using watered down Dettol. It'll be a way of keeping your hands 
is uh, clean. Well, I know the advice that's coming from the experts is you use warm water and ordinary soap. I mean, if you have liquid, liquid soap, seems every shopper seems to be going into the liquid soap. Certainly they're running out of. But even ordinary soap and you lather, you get a really good lather up with the soap or the liquid soap, whatever whatever you're using. And then it's washing in between your fingers and making sure your fingernails is a big one. Make sure you're well washed all around your fingers and your thumbs. We have a tendency to forget our thumbs and right down by your wrists and the back of your hands and you do it for 20 seconds. And the advice is that you sing happy birthday to you. You sing it twice. <laughs> Seemingly, if you sing happy birthday to you, it lasts 10 seconds. So if you do it twice, that's the, so when you you don't have to sing it out loud. If you want to sing it out loud, feel free. But if you just want to do it in your head, you can do it. Uh, you can do it uh, that way uh, as well. Uh, and that's the, the correct way to wash your hands. 1850 Keep washing your hands, uh, folks. And on the listener, this is reacting to uh, children being stuck indoors and children being forced to stay indoors. And that's the advice with the schools closing. Someone says, how is it that you can have families will spend hundreds of thousands of euro to buy a wonderful home? But when crunch comes, they don't want to spend time in it with their children. Well, I don't quite know if, if that's it. I think if you've got a lot of children in the house who are getting bored because the schools are closed and we don't know how long this is going to go on for. I don't think it's the parents don't want to spend the time in the house with their children, but they're just, it can be a very fractious time and nerves can get a little bit frayed if you can't keep the children in some way busy and occupied. And I know as we go through for however many weeks this lasts for we will be doing our best to try and get some experts on and suggestions on from people how to keep the children busy how to keep them amused I know I've heard of some uh, parents who are actually setting up almost like a school timetable which is probably a good idea to try and get some kind of routine going I mean the last thing you want is children at home stuck in front of screens all day long because even I think if we just knew it was two weeks people might say well I'll get through it but it's the uncertainty of nobody knowing how long this is going to last. Lots of people are suggesting that certainly the children won't be back before the Easter holidays. It would be after the Easter holidays and and I wouldn't like to scare anyone uh, but some of the rumours I've heard it could even be longer than that. We're just literally going to have to wait and see. And says Patricia, we must say a massive, massive thank you to all of our nurses who are on duty. The pressure and the exposure that they are dealing with on a daily basis is absolutely horrendous. And says, I know exactly what I'm talking about because my daughter is one of those nurses. She's just come off nights and like many other nights, she didn't get one break. The reality is she probably pulled a 24-hour shift when you think of getting there and coming back and all of that. How long before burnout sets in? There is no, this is no way to treat staff. No wonder they spread their wings. And there's a thank you, Anne, and uh, send pass our best wishes on to your daughter. Yeah, I mean, the nurses, the doctors, the frontline staff are working incredibly hard. And that's even before we have had an explosion of COVID-19 cases, which we are expecting and with more and more getting tested, more and more going to present. The only thing I will say is with more and more getting diagnosed, many people will be 
treated at home and would be told go home, look after yourself at home. I mean, at the moment, anyone with COVID-19, everyone is going to hospital. But realistically, all of them probably don't need to be in hospital. It'll be a smaller proportion. But the most sick are the ones that are going to need to be in uh, hospital. Um, so, yes, we think of nurses and doctors and uh, just amazing, just amazing the, the work that they're doing at the moment. And we hope and pray that that burnout that Anne talks about, but yeah, your gut instinct will tell you burnout will set in unless they get enough nurses and doctors. And I know that there is the embargo has been lifted and they're recruiting and trying to get uh, extra nurses and doctors to work in our hospitals. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. And can I thank, thank the guys and gals at the wonderful Fields Supermarket uh, Super Value in Skibbereen. They heard Mary. Remember Mary was one of our first callers this morning and bless her heart, she was running out of items and because she's immune compromised, she's afraid to go into supermarkets that are so busy and she's literally starting to run out of uh, items. They heard her and they're sorting out her shopping delivery for her. They're a great bunch there. And actually, to, you know, an awful lot of the supermarkets do home delivery as well. I just don't want anybody at home running out of items if people are afraid to go into very busy supermarkets rely on the home delivery uh, services and please to try to get through to people to reach out there's so many people out there who want to help and then we've got loads of offers of help but just reach out and tell people that you need a little bit of help people yeah, and I know and, and when I was asking Mary did she ask anyone to help her she said no I don't like to and, and we're all a bit like that but in a crisis like this we're in unprecedented times so reach out because that hand of friendship is there ready to help you in whatever you need and just there was somebody was on to us earlier saying could we find out if the NCT Dennis Dennis and Clonakilty was on saying hi Patricia I'm wondering are the NCT centres open so we've checked with the NCT centres and all NCT centres are operating as normal um, they're continuing to operate their services so yeah so if you've got an NCT booked just head down to whatever centre you are booked for and get your car checked and please God you will sail uh, through it Margaret Gabriel joins me Good afternoon to you Margaret Hello Patricia Margaret it was your email this morning that made us smile in the office and we said we've got to get Margaret on you, you're the email of the, the, the glow of hope I am indeed yes. t- t- Just tell listeners your suggestion well, my suggestion um, is a very simple one, really. It's just for everybody. On Patrick's night, uh, it would be a way of connecting, I suppose, with our neighbourhood and with our community again, as we will be indoors for probably the first time ever on Patrick's night for a lot of us. And just to, it's like a glow of hope, a candle in the window. And we all have candles left over from Christmas. Yeah. And I did say battery operated ones on purpose because we don't want to put any pressure on our fire services with okay. and uh, I just thought if we could all just light a candle in and, the window and put it in the window lovely yeah, thought and I was thinking of Chernobyl's slogan you know where it says it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness it's a lovely, lovely thought. And we all, as you say, we all have a battery operated one. I mean, if you want to light a candle, sit by it as well as we do. And there's, and there's something lovely about the glow of a candle at night. I think so. And it connects people. It does. Not, lovely, lovely idea. Um, uh, will you will you have someone with you for St. Patrick's night? Yes. You um, Eddie and I will be here and Good. our little rescue dog, honey. Good. All right. <laughs> well, enjoy it as best you can, Margaret, OK? 
Okay, could Go. I say a quick hello to two fans listening? You can. Eddie's grandchildren, Isabel and Eddie. Okay. Jr. Hi, Hi Isabel <laughs> and Eddie Jr. Listen, you look after yourselves, all right? Okay. God Thank bless. You very bye much. bye. Bye uh, bye. Bye bye. 1850 Light a candle. Light a candle. And it is better to light that candle than curse the darkness. Uh, hi, Patricia. I heard your speaker earlier this I think it would have been Bill Power mentioned um, when he was talking about COVID 19 and he mentioned bin men. Well, we actually got an email. This is from Heidi from our bin collectors to say, please disinfect your bin handles. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's something we can all do. If you're pulling your bins out, just make sure that they are clean. Just give it a quick wipe over with a little bit of Dettol, a little bit of whatever disinfectant you're having at home. And Heidi said, I've also sent on an article saying the amount of people that are killed by the flu uh, every year, how true that uh, is, even though I think COVID-19 is going to surpass it uh, this year, unfortunately. Uh, Mary says, hi, Patricia, and all of the all of your colleagues at C103. Uh, thank you for the wonderful information and entertainment you're giving us at this strange time keep up the good work and stay safe thank you well we'll keep doing it for as long as we can and strange times is a good way of putting it because it, it certainly is and, and Martin in West Cork saying the same thing for the, our coverage is similar to Storm Ophelia God Martin I wish it was only something as simple as Storm Ophelia and we could all get to get back it's just it's how long this is going to last I think that just kind of absolutely wrecks uh, everybody's uh, head okay there are questions for Annalise Mag says hi Patricia I'm going to dress up tomorrow night and sing I'm going to dress up my windows and I'm going to enjoy lovely Irish films and have fun. I'm on my own, so it's party for one, says uh, Max. Uh, well done. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy. And if, if you want to get pictures into us, please do. Or if you want to put it up in the St. Patrick's Day, the, the virtual St. Patrick's Day page that we spoke about with Linda, do that uh, as well. Stephen and Kerry says, Patricia, I sort of agree with your listener who said we should have gone into lockdown sooner. Maybe I'm a, being a bit naive, but when this virus first started, to spread out of China. If you looked at a map of Europe, you would think that surely there was no country more suited to avoiding it than this little island country on the periphery of Europe, surrounded by water and separate and separated from the rest of Europe. Yet the government's attitude seemed to be we've no intention of stopping it coming into the country, but when it does when, not if, we'll do our best to deal with it. If Donald Trump can stop flights now, why couldn't we have done it five weeks ago and lay on special flights for people abroad who need to get back and have them quarantined immediately on arrival? Maybe I'm being naive. I don't know, says Stephen from uh, Kerry. I, I don't know if people are going to think you are naive or, or not. But I don't, I don't think so. I, I think a lot of people have a funny feeling, Stephen. A lot of people will agree with you. And I've heard so many people say that we should have gone into uh, lockdown sooner. Anthony says, we're going to be doing up our windows for St. Patrick's Day, putting up the flags and the, the shamrocks. And, and I have my T-shirt already for tomorrow. I know it's to try and try and keep some kind of normality about it. And here's somebody that we must, I must get on to John Paul because we must get on to Lucy from uh, Dreamer League. So, hi Patricia. I set off walking across the country from Bantry to Dublin last Thursday for breakthrough cancer research. I'm staying in my tent. Best way to socially distance, I reckon. I'm just catching up on news and hoping I'll be able to buy some food along the way, says Lucy from Dreamer League. You will. Uh, we really must get on to, um, I don't know how long that's going on. 
uh, for but because uh, it, it's a fantastic thing that Lucy is doing and she sends on the most magnificent sun I, I don't know where she is on her journey walking from Bantry to Dublin but it's a rising sun this morning it's absolutely uh, glorious uh, we'll see we won't get to her today but we'll see if we can get to her uh, next week or, I keep saying next week Wednesday or Thursday when, when we're back to normal Marilyn says I know people are always giving out about President Donald Trump but he's the only leader who's called for a national day who called for a national day of prayer yesterday the great things he and his administration has done never gets mentioned he stands up for judo Christian v- values and defends the unborn uh, etc. Says Marilyn, listen I will be President Donald Trump um, probably has done great things but sometimes he just does stuff that's completely off the wall and you're thinking what is this man thinking of and the coronavirus was the start of it when he kind of pohooted at the start and now suddenly he's getting all serious uh, about it. Is bingo off in Bantir tomorrow night? I don't know if Bantir is on the list. I have a huge list of, let me just do a quick rundown through the bingos that are on and off and I don't know if Bantir is on this list or not. If it isn't, can somebody in Bantir let us know. The weekly bingos, these are the ones that are off. For Moy Youth Centre, Newtown Chandram off, uh, Kilbehany, Cancelled, Rathmore, Charleville, Moornabby Senior Citizens Bingo off, Karagoonji A Complex, Bandon and Timaleague cancelled, Shambhali Moor Bingo for the next two weeks, Middleton's Bingo on Monday nights cancelled. The regular Sunday night at Bantry Boys Club cancelled. Michael Harty's bingo. The GAA Clannacilty gone and Growing Abroad Parochial Hall for Sunday is gone. Don't see Bantir on that list. So somebody from Bantir please wants to let us know is Bantir for tomorrow night off. I'm assuming it is because most of the bingos are but if it's on or off, can somebody please just let us know? 1850-333-103. John Paul continues to take your calls. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. And obviously, rather than a diary, it's uh, what cancellations that we have in. The Irish Night in Ballandangan for tonight has been postponed until further notice. The Charleville St. Patrick's Day Party for Senior Citizens due to be held tomorrow. That's been cancelled. Talks at the vault that was scheduled for tomorrow night in Bank House in Ballydehop. That's cancelled. The Music of the Night concert in Aid of Enable Ireland scheduled for Christ Church in Formoy on Friday night cancelled. The Kilbehany Dance due to be held on the 20th. That's Friday. That's cancelled. And the fundraising dance in aid of the Air Ambulance due to be held at the River Island in Castle Island for Friday. That's also cancelled. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln-dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And the NDLS, the National Drivers Licence uh, Survey, we've, we service, we've had a few calls saying are their offices open. So we've contacted them and they tell us that in the interest of public health and to limit the amount of time customers are waiting to see an agent, visits to the NDLS centres will from the 16th, that's today, be by appointment only. So they're not doing any, the way normally you can do a walk-in to get a driver's licence. But the centres are still open, but you need to make an appointment. Okay, so you go online, make your appointment and then turn up. And can someone in Mill Street advise us on this, please, for John? Uh, Just wondering if any of your listeners in Mill Street know if Dr. 
cases is open today as I've tried ringing but it's ringing out and I need to get an antibiotic for a chest infection and obviously he doesn't want to he's doing the exact right thing by not turning up particularly when it's something in his uh, chest. So Mill Street, anybody in the Mill Street area can you tell us please what's going on with Dr Casey's? Is it open today? Is it just a problem with the phones? If we can if you can make contact with us so that we can get on to John, let John know what's going on and get that antibiotic that he needs. So that's a shout out to Mill Street if anybody can help us there and find out what's happening with Dr. Casey's. OK, where am I going first? This is um, community groups that are setting up with offers of help. Let me go to North Cork first. And this is to Canturk, to Michael Breen. Good morning. Good afternoon to you, Michael. Hi Patricia, how are you? I'm very well. Now, you are with the Canturk and District Community Council, is it? Well, it's, it's not really um, the Canturk and District Community Council. It's a different uh, name we're using. It's the Mercy House Support Group. Okay. It's what we call ourselves under under uh, the umbrella of uh, Sister Helen, who does Trojan work uh, anyway in Canturk for a lot of older people, you know, so... Okay, tell us, what, tell us your plan. Our plan is very simple. A group was met on Saturday just to wonder what, what we could do for our own community. Um, and we felt that maybe we should provide a, a delivery service for essential goods, uh, essential food, food items and medicines for older people that are at home, maybe afraid of uh, of coming out and catching the, uh, the virus, mm. or for people whose immunity systems might be compromised in some way, you know. So yeah. it's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> Just starting, really. I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna pan out, but look, it's a group that we're willing to help people anyway that are that are fearful at the moment. You know? Okay, and I know we have all of your contact numbers here. If anybody contacts us, we can put them yeah. on to you. But locally, how can people contact you? Well, the main number we're using is Sister Helen's Mercy House number. Which Great. Is 029 521 So yeah. people can give that a call. Explain what their needs are. Correct. You can sort it out and then you can, you know, if you if people don't want to, some people are so afraid of even meeting somebody face to face, you can do a Correct. delivery to somebody's door, ring the doorbell and run away. That's exactly, that's, yeah. that's the idea. You, you know, it's, it's, we're obviously in uncharted waters here. Yeah. Um, so, look, we're, we're just going to try and help as much as we possibly can, you know, so. Well, I think it got perfectly summed up by Mary from Skibbereen who contacted us this morning who was had been out but was just so nervous to go into the supermarkets because they were so full of people. She was afraid she'd pick up something. She ended up coming home. She'd made a few attempts to go shopping and was getting to the stage that she was running out of items, you know, yeah. basic items. And and there are there are a lot of people like that and we just need them to reach out. There's help there and people are more than willing to help. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we just we just want to support the the older people and maybe the people who are not feeling the best at the moment in any way we possibly can. You know. Well so. done, well done. Okay. You're terrific. Okay, and we've got all the contact details here, all going under the banner of the Mercy House Support Group, and that's Correct. for the Canturk area. Thank you for that, Michael. Good luck with okay, it. Patricia, thanks. Thanks okay. uh, for joining us. And uh, from North Cork, let me go to West Cork, where a similar scheme has been set up. Um, Jim Hayes joins me. This is in Roscarbury. Good morning to you, Jim. Good morning, Patricia. Okay, what are, what are you doing in Roscarbury? We're doing basically what the last men are doing, but we don't have a, a group name set up at the moment. Okay. We're to set up an app, but uh, there's I have five or six numbers, and we will, if someone needs something that is maybe on their own or afraid to go out, they can contact us. We pick it up from wherever it is coming from, and we drop it at the door. There'll be no personal meeting with the people. We'll just drop it outside the door and move on. 
like we'll make sure that we won't be bringing a disease into their house. Yeah. So if they need medication or need something from the supermarket, we have a list of phone numbers at the moment that is adding, and we will be available to within an hour or two to drop off anything they need. Or even if just to talk to people, because over the weekend I spoke with a number of people that are living alone. They needn't be elderly, maybe mid-50s that way. And they are doing a lot of thinking about this thing. And I spoke with one fellow, he was very down, but after 10 minutes he was back to himself. So if people just want to ring and have a chat, there's no problem. Right? Well done. That's what we're there for. And that's what we all need to do. We need to remember people who are feeling very isolated and who are deliberately self-isolating to protect themselves. But there are a lot of people who will be feeling very isolated. Just reach out and talk to people, even if it's over the phone. Exactly. There's no problem whatsoever. Like, we might be older than that way someday and we hope that someone will think of us. Uh, yeah, you're so right. Yes, you're so right. With all sporting organisations are kind of at a blank at the moment, so... I, I would presume that someone will come on board with us. We're involved in bowling, more involved than GEA. All those games are stopped at the moment. So if people are looking for something to do, like I found yesterday boring, to be honest myself. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and like I spoke to people that would watch a football or a soccer match on television on a Sunday evening. They all that when they turn around to COVID-19. Yeah. So basically, talk to people is important. And... Talk to us if you want, and if you want anything done, I will be adding to the list of numbers I have. I gave four numbers there to the person I spoke to. John Paul, yeah, we have them here. We have them here. I, I, and it's, are you, Jim, are you just talking about the Roscarbury area? Uh, from the course back up to the top of Connick Father, basically. All right, okay. All right, it's not like, I want a member in Milkova, I want a member in Rory, I have two in Renaissance, I want a Mount Academy at the moment. So hopefully, it will, that it will spread out either way then like we like we travel ten miles from either side of that. Fantastic. Well done. From well the done. Crossing County Father to the to Mill Cove. We've been covering our at the other side of the hills, uh, either side ten miles. And we'll keep in contact with you uh, Jim and feel free to contact us if you need anything or you want oh, us no to get a message out. Yeah. We'll be only only too willing to help you out. Listen We're ma- all together. We are absolutely and that's how we, that's how we'll get through this and we will yeah. get through it. You look well, you after just set up, set up an app and once I have that up and running it, I was listening to the court Mercury Tim Lee crowd this morning. Yeah. And uh, we're working on that so but We're available anyway as we are. You're very good. You look after yourselves, Jim. God bless. Bye bye. That's uh, Jim Hayes joining us from Ross Garbury. People are just such great kindness, such great uh, community spirit. John in Mallow says on the pubs uh, closing, all this happened because of what happened in Temple Bar in Dublin. People filling up pubs in Dublin. I don't think I would pick up anything from my local pub. Also, if I go on a bus today, I could pick something up on a bus. Everybody crowded in together. I don't see why they closed the pubs. Okay. There's uh, John in Mallow. You're, uh, you're, I'm not saying you're out on a limb on that one, but the majority of people we have con- who have contacted us are really happy with the government's decision to close uh, the pubs. And actually, a couple of people are contacting us as well, saying, "Aren't this government caretaker government doing quite well? Aren't they handling the situation very well?" Uh, so it would be—I don't know if they're doing any polls at the moment, but it would be interested after the end of this poll whether the 
Leo Varadkar and the Fine Gael party, will their popularity go up? But a number of people are saying that they are doing very well. Uh, hi, we... OK, John Paul says we're getting uh, calls from people whose driver's licence is up for renewal. They need a medical report, but the doctors aren't issuing medical reports at the moment, or at least the our caller doctors, they the listeners who've contacted us, their doctors, because oh, they're up the walls at the moment. So, I mean, can we can we really be asking the GP service, which is stretched, to do medical reports for drivers and license? Okay, we're getting on to the to the NDLS, and we'll see if we can get clarity on that. So just hang in there because we know the NDLS. We mentioned that already. They are open, but they're only doing it by appointment only. So make sure that you get your appointment. They're not doing any walk in services there. Okay, some of your uh, texts, Marie. Hi Patricia, I usually visit some elderly friends during the week and I'm not sure what to do now for the best. Any advice? Oh, I'm slow to say keep keep well away from them. If you are unwell in any way or you think you have any chance that you could be carrying uh, COVID-19, I'd be saying stay a mile away. What we are saying to people and it's kind of particularly if they're elderly people who are trying to self-isolate themselves, telephone, ring them. You know, and I know it's not the same same as having somebody sitting in the room and having a cup of tea uh, with you. But that's the general advice because I know we're telling families not to visit their grandparents and grandparents are finding that very difficult as well. So maybe a phone call might be the best until we get over this uh, situation, Marie. And I know that's really, really uh, difficult. If anybody else wants to advise Marie as to what she should do. And thank you to somebody says, Patricia, they heard the shout out about bingo in Bantir. There is no bingo on in Bantir that has also been cancelled. Thank you for that. Hi, Patricia. I love the idea from Margaret, who the lighting of the candle t- uh, tomorrow night for St. Patrick's Day. Stay safe, everyone. Light a candle because it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. And if we all did a candle lit, a little bit like what we do with Christmas, wouldn't it be a lovely, lovely idea? If people want to try that, please uh, do. Um, bingo in um, Botovant cancelled until further notice we still haven't heard back from Mill Street we're waiting on uh, that Pat says Patricia looking at the streets of Rome it's like a scene from Good Friday the only difference is they prayed back then maybe that's what we all now, now need to do maybe we need to turn to prayer we've been talking about pubs and how Publicans are going to be affected by this financially and, and we had uh, Michael O'Donovan on from the Vintners Federation and said some of those pubs will never open again. Uh, thanks to Mike Fitzgerald sending in a text saying Patricia let's also remember bands, musicians singers, they're all hit with the closure of the pubs. I'm okay now as I live on a pension but I do depend on music and video production or have per- depended on music and video production to live on in for the past 40 years or more a lot of people are full time at this game and they are all without work too as well yeah uh, Imelda says another suggestion ask people to wear green hang a tricolour to show how pr- proud we are to be Irish and to show them we're united in fighting this virus. That's the way to go. United, we will uh, stand. 1850-333-103. And Mary says, big thank you to all the home helps all over the country who are keeping us going, said Mary. We will be absolutely lost 
without them. So a big uh, a shout out uh, to the Home Helps. 1850 Let's park it there. Let's take a break. And I'll come back talking to Annelise uh, Drussell answering your nutritional questions. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Short Castle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Get weekly news, event updates and community information from across Cork with our regional reports on c103.ie From Bantry to Buttevant to Hallow to Dunmanway and every area in between, we've got it covered To listen, go to c103.ie and click regional reports This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Or download the C103 app and click podcasts. Regional reports only on C103. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. And I I mentioned earlier when I spoke to Margaret with her idea of everybody putting a candle in the window tomorrow night for St. Patrick's Night just as kind of a show of solidarity that we're all together. I've had an email into Patricia at C103.ie from Imelda saying even though no parades for St. Patrick's Day tomorrow I think it is even more important now that we celebrate being Irish by wearing green tomorrow. Be proud of our little nation. Fly the tricolour to show solidarity. Hang flags on doors and windows and put smaller flags in our gardens. After all, we are the fighting Irish and we were, we're all in this together and we're proud to be Irish and we will get through it together. Thanking you. That's from Imelda. Thank you for that, Imelda. Let me go to Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancholic. Uh, good afternoon to you, Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia. It's very strange times, is it not? Very, very strange. I, I wonder will we ever see anything like it again? Yeah. Um, you know, normally an adult would be able to say to a child, listen, don't worry, you know, this has happened before and everything was fine, but this is the first time we can say this has never happened before. Yeah, yeah. yeah and is, are you sensing panic in, in, in people coming into you? Um, a little bit, Patricia. I think there's a lot of misinformation. Unfortunately, social media has really been fueling a lot of rumours and a lot of misinformation. 
Um, I think a lot of people as well, their children are very upset and worried about grandparents. So there is a bit of panic. I'm sure we see that in our supermarkets as well with all the empty shelves and the panic buying. So, um, yeah, it is, I suppose it's, it is it is frightening for many people, Patricia, you know, and a lot of it isn't being communicated very well either, I believe. Yeah, I know, because we're, we're trying to say to people to just be very careful where they're getting their information from. And even here, we are getting calls in saying, you know, such a thing is going to happen or such and such a thing is closed or such a thing, you know, why? Is, and we're not calling out anything until we get it verified because what we don't want to be doing is, is adding and fueling more, you know, the wrong information. But it's, yeah, it's just, you've got to be very careful where you get your information from. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're open anyway, Patricia, well, today. And I'm going to stay open unless I'm told not to because, yeah. you know, we're a health food store anyway so we do provide food but um, you know we do like we'll figure out ways of making sure that people get what they need okay. and I think a lot of businesses will do the same so we'll all get what we need and we'll all get through and we will get to, through this together that's the important thing we'll exactly. all get through now I think the, the main question we're getting in from uh, from people this morning is could you advise people on how we can boost our immune system in this current crisis or what can we do what can we take uh, Pat was one of the first in with that question this morning but a lot of people asking the same thing we know about the washing of the hands how can we protect ourselves Okay, so I was thinking I've pre-prepared for this question Patricia and I've broken it down into three categories so there's three categories I think the first is for people who are generally healthy and you just want to make sure you're protecting yourself and for those people I think a supplement with vitamin C and zinc in there a nice high dose of vitamin C of about a thousand milligrams and some zinc and if you can get one like there is a great, a couple of great elderberry complexes. I had one in the shop here called Bionutri, but we're nearly sold out. It had elderberry in there, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, beta-glucans, which are wonderful for the immune system. And uh, it had also a little bit of lysine and B6. So these are all natural immune boosters. And I think if you're a healthy person, taking something like that will help. And just a note on the vitamin C, I've had customers who've been taking a high dose of vitamin C and they're getting um, an irritated bladder or an irritated bowel or a lot of people are getting a a, a reflux. And that's because vitamin C is actually ascorbic acid. So if you have a sensitive system, it might be irritating you. And therefore, what you want is either ester C or ask in your health shop for a buffered vitamin C. And what they do in this case is they... Um, the vitamin C is actually reacted with something like magnesium that makes it pH neutral and therefore it's much easier to take a high dose without it irritating you. So that's generally healthy people. The next category then I would say would be people who are prone to getting chest infections or who've got asthma or who had a bad flu this winter and haven't fully recovered. So I think these people need to take extra precautions. I would definitely recommend at the very basic something like echinacea ivy and thyme. So the echinacea is great for boosting up your immune fighting cells and ivy and thyme is wonderful for drying up mucus. The Dr. Dealish Clare Mucotone is the perfect um, blend for that because it has all of the immune boosters in there as well as all of those, a collection of herbs to kind of dry up and thin out mucus to get it out of your chest. So basically what you're doing is you're keeping your chest as healthy as possible. And then the last category of people are the People who are on autoimmune drugs, Patricia, what is safe for them to take? So when you're on an autoimmune drug, generally you're on something that suppresses your immune system, so you're going to be extra vulnerable. However, there's certain things that will boost your immune system that will contraindicate with your medication. So you can't take herbs like ashwagandha, 
echinacea, astragalus. These are all herbs that will boost up the very immune-boosting cells that your medication is trying to suppress. So you can't take any of those. What is safe to take are beta-glucans. You can take those in a mushroom format or you might be able to get just a plain beta-glucan supplement from the health shop. Vitamin C and zinc, of course, is also safe to take. And one of my old favourites, the olive leaf extract, is safe to take with any autoimmune drug. And it's a really, really powerful antiviral. So for autoimmune people, that's your package there. Do you, Are you an advocate of people self-isolating and just keeping, keeping, staying indoors until this blows over, whenever this blows over? I think so, Patricia, because really what we're trying to do here is we're trying to, you know, I suppose, reduce the number of cases that present into the hospital so that the health professionals can actually give people who do go in um, proper care. So the issue is that, and that's what's happening in Italy, it's, it's that um, people who go in in need of ventilators and other support, there isn't enough facilities for them there. So by staying indoors and isolating, um, you know, we are... Um, we're basically slowing down the amount of people who are going to get that virus at any one time. I mean, people will still get it, but hopefully be a more trickle, manageable uh, Yeah, it's, uh, they're talking about flattening yeah. the curve and like, I can actually exactly. understand it just That's so that, because you don't want doctors in a situation where who do they care for and who don't they care for? It's just... Absolutely. It, it, it is dreadful. And then on the hand sanitizer that you suggested, a couple of people yes. are pointing out that uh, you suggested using vodka, but vodka, there's others of the theory that the the alcohol content has to be 80% and you can't buy vodka that's 80%. It's normally just under 40%. Is there another product that you should mix with the aloe vera gel and the, the tea tree oil? Well, I, I suppose I was kind of recommending the alcohol from the pharmacy, but it's not available, Patricia, in which case vodka is the nearest you can get to it. Um, if you can get that alcohol from the pharmacy, that's the best. The only other way to get that kind of strength of uh, spirit would be maybe putcheen, um, <laughs> possibly. People and that would do okay. the job. But um, you see, I think even with the sanitizer, like tea tree will also provide some kind of, and the essential oils in it will also provide antibacterial and antiviral properties if you can only get your hands on the vodka. But if you could get the rubbing alcohol, that is Great, obviously but, the one. But, but hard as far to as get, I know, it's been sold out for weeks. Yeah, why yeah. the vodka was the only other alternative. Yeah, and can, and so so many people have been looking for it. Now we've had a request from a listener asking if Annalise could explain what is macular degeneration and are there natural remedies. Yeah, so macular degeneration is a condition that affects the back of the eye. And what happens is it affects the cells at the very back of the eye, Patricia. So when you, you, so you lose vision um, and you lose, um, you can still see in, from the centre, but it's actually, um, sorry, you can still, you, it's the centre that starts to go. So peripherally, you'll still have some vision. Um, now, there, it's a genetic condition that tends to run in families, and there's a lot of natural remedies for it. In fact, most doctors would recommend a, la- a natural la- remedy over anything else, and that is taking something like lutein. So lutein is a pigment that's very important for the health of those rod cells at the back of the eyes that get affected. Um, and you can take it in a supplement, but you will find it in any red, yellow, orange, or purple fruit or vegetable. So things like red cabbage, red onions, all of the berries, um, peppers, apricots, turnips, um, and actually you'll also get it in some leafy greens as well, so your cabbages and your kale. Tomatoes are full in another natural remedy called um, a, a 
chemical called lycopene and that's also wonderful for the health of the eye and macular degeneration. So include three to four portions of those coloured vegetables in your diet every day. But if you have a history of macular degeneration, by the age of 50, really, you should probably start taking a supplement. And there's lots of them on the shelf with lutein in there. Bilberry is also another lovely natural um, supplement to prevent macular degeneration. Bilberries are actually the old blueberries. They're the wild version of it. And you'll often find them up in the heats in the mountains in the, um, the summertime. And they're delicious, actually. But um, very, very, very good for the eyes. And the last thing that I'd suggest would be maybe something like a fish oil supplement is wonderful just to keep the eyes healthy because they keep them lovely and moist. They keep the blood vessels very healthy and flexible. So you're making you're making sure you're getting a good blood supply to the back of the eye and then there's less likely of that degeneration occurring. Okay. Uh, some And this came in earlier as well. Can you use Dettol on your hands to wash your hands? I'd say you could, Patricia, but I'd say it would be like, it's like the rubbing alcohol as well. It'll, your hands will get very dried out if you've sensitive skin as well. That eventually, I suppose, will irritate the skin. But in terms of disinfecting, absolutely, it will work. You know, it is a disinfectant. It is a natural yeah, antibacterial. Yeah. But I still think that, you know, washing the hands, I still think we still haven't got our heads around it, Patricia. We need to wash our hands for at least 20 seconds. That's actually quite a long time. And I think also probably should be nail brushing as well um, in case any of it has gotten under the nails. So I think we just, I think if you wash your hands properly. You won't need to have any of the gels. You probably yeah. won't need to use yeah. it as much. I'd only keep that kind of stuff for being, outdoors. you know, really outdoors where yeah. you know you're not going to get to wash your hands somewhere. Absolutely. Mary says, hi, I was told glucosamine can raise blood pressure. I need it for my joints, but I am on a blood pressure tablet. Is that true? Um, not in general, no, I wouldn't say. And, and look, Patricia, lots of all the natural remedies as well, you know, they are um, medicines in a sense that they're very mild and most of the time they don't cause side effects, but there can be side effects to everything. So what I'd suggest in this case is that you keep an eye on your blood pressure and get it, you know, monitor it. And if you do notice it goes up, then possibly you are that one. But there are hundreds and hundreds of people thousands of people taking glucosamine that are on blood pressure medication without any adverse effect. So it would be very rare. Okay. Dennis in Donowell says, Hi Patricia and Annalise. My wife was vomiting and had diarrhoea and had the shivers on Friday night. Now she's feeling well today. Do you think I should be contacting the doctor to have her tested for COVID-19? So it doesn't seem to be the symptoms, Patricia. Um, And I think a lot of doctors are not testing people unless they're resembling the symptoms. So I know that there's a huge um, uh, mumps virus going around at the moment from the universities. There's a lot of young kids have mumps. There's a lot of um, head colds around at the moment. I think I'm actually starting to get one myself a little bit. So there are other viruses around. Um, so on, I think unless it really resembles the, the symptoms, which are fever um, and the dry throat and the cough, I think doctors are reluctant to test. So if she's on the mend, I suggest she just gets good bed rest, make sure she stays hydrated if she has a lot of diarrhoea. And then if she gets any worse, contact the doctor via phone, but don't go in. Yeah, but it seems to be, it's it's this dry cough that seems to be one of the, and obviously the fever is one of the main uh, symptoms, but I haven't heard of diarrhea and vomiting being a symptom no, of, of like COVID nineteen. There's there a lot, a lot of bugs. Of yeah, there's a yeah. lot of bugs out there at the moment, unfortunately, as well, which is, which isn't really helping. Patricia, stress. Do you think so? Yeah. And also, I do think the weather has a large part to play with it. Like it's just been a really, really wet 
six weeks. So I just think the bugs, and we, ne- we never got any good freeze, really. So I think the bugs are still lingering. Yeah. yeah. Here's a really interesting question. Any advice on getting back a sense of taste and smell, which left after a very heavy cold about six years ago. Doctor has never been able to come up with any solution for me. Uh, would na- I tried nasal sprays but of no use. Lost, lost a sense of smell and taste. Yeah, it's horrible. It's actually quite common, Patricia. Is it? Yeah, and uh, this year, more than any other year, because of that really bad lingering cough that people had, it was a big problem for customers coming into the shop. A big problem. So it's a very difficult one to solve. Um Often, a zinc deficiency can be um, associated with the loss of sense of taste and smell. So that would be the first thing I'd recommend would be a zinc supplement of about 15 milligrams a day. And you'll want it as either zinc citrate or zinc picolinate because it's quite difficult to absorb in the oxide form. So try that first. The other thing then that could help would be to do the, the saline rinse with the um, neti pot and just make sure that you're flushing out all of the sinuses and the cavities. Another thing I find great as well for um, restoring, you know, kind of proper breathing and smell is to actually do a a steam inhalation. So basically boil up a kettle, pour it into a bowl bowl and then put the towel over your head and let the steam go up through your nasal passages. You could put something like eucalyptus or tea tree oil in there as well. Uh, and do that fairly regularly and hope that over time that your sense of taste will come back. And for most people that it does come back, that it just seems to have, um, you know, your nose and your, your taste are very, if you don't, if you can't smell, you can't taste. So if it's after a cold, it's often because of that blockage is still, you know, going on, Patricia. And if you can clear that, hopefully your taste will come back. Okay, and thanks to Frank Toomey's Hardware in uh, McCroom. Uh, they, they're back on to say, Carbolic Soap is back in stock. We, they've had a run on Carbolic Soap since we started mentioning it. I mean, I remember Carbolic Soap when I was at school. Do you, do you remember ever using Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I remember it at home and the smell of it was <laughs> horrible. Oh. But it will kill it. But again, you know what? Soap will also do the same job. Absolutely. So if you don't get Carbolic, you'll just use your ordinary soap. Well, for those fine. who have so much faith in it, it's back in Frank Toomey's Hardware but he tells me limited stock alright Annalise listen you mind yourself stay safe and, and we'll, you too and we'll Thank talk next Patricia. Monday thanks for joining us uh, bye bye that is Annalise Trussell at the Health Hub Times Square in uh, Ballancolic and there are a couple of uh, texts all coming in on, on the same thing all coming in uh, together saying hi Patricia why doesn't everybody say a prayer uh, tomorrow night and every night with their families for the world as St Patrick would want us to do in these times of uncertainty Thank you, Patricia that's Siobhan in uh, Blarney. Someone else says we must pray. Maybe if we all started doing the family rosary. And John in Clon says put it out there for everyone to say a prayer tonight before they go to bed to St. Patrick. He rid this country of snakes. Maybe he might get rid of COVID-19 as well, says John in Clonakilty. Well, I tell you a prayer, whether you believe in it or not, it certainly can't uh, can't harm anyone. And, and there's a lot of people have very, very deep faith and believe that prayer is the way out of this one for sure. OK, just before I go, let me just do a quick check on uh, some of your calls and comments uh, coming in. Mary Amala was on uh, saying, are, are on post going to introduce any form of social distancing? She's noticed that when she was at the post office, particularly on Friday, 
everybody was on top of each other so there was elderly people getting their pensioner they were there with shoppers and there was absolutely no social distancing and Connor said he passed the main post office in the city the other day and he could not get over the number of people who were queuing for services how in God's name is that social distancing because I saw a shop had actually put red tape on the floor to space people out so you were to stand and you didn't move until that space became uh, free. I was in a post office at the weekend and people were themselves but there wasn't that many in the post office at the time so people themselves were spaced out but yeah I suppose it's it's an individual thing for everyone to space yourself out. Just keep back from the person in front of you because you don't know if that person is immune compromised or not. Okay that's where I leave you for today. Apologies if we didn't get to all of your texts and uh, calls. Uh, We'll try that little bit harder on Wednesday. I'm not going to be with you tomorrow. John Paul is sitting in. It's straight music pro tomorrow. Uh, straight music program tomorrow. Let's see if we can have a, uh, a day without COVID nineteen. Uh, Nick, with you. Talk to you on Wednesday. Have a great St Patrick's Day. Cork today on C one hundred three with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go, Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect, or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie. So you've got a smartphone or tablet. Download the C one hundred three app today and listen to your favourite shows on the go. And if you've a smart speaker, ask it to play C103. Play C103. Okay. On your phone. Tablet. Smart speaker. And radio. Turn up the volume. We are C103. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.